Welcome to From the Den Podcast, providing Bears and NFL fans alike with compelling news, discussion, and debate. I'm your co-host, Benjamin, joined alongside my dear friend and co-host, Orrin. Hey, Benjamin, let's get right into it. As always, kickoff starts now. Welcome to From the Den Podcast, episode number 44. That's pretty crazy. Um, We got a little brief episode coming at you right now. Let's talk some football, Orrin. Yeah, another great week of playoffs. Very, very exciting. And yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah, like you said, great week. Um, Okay, so tell me your thoughts about the Bengals game. Bengals-Chiefs. I really thought it was a great game. And there's so many ways of looking at it. There's two different quarters that show two different teams. Huge, huge difference. One team played unbelievable in the Chiefs in the first half. And then it completely collapsed. And I I don't know what it was, but with the second Mahomes won that coin toss in overtime, everyone thought it was over. The Chiefs were happy. The Bengals were upset. Right. And yeah, that's true. I saw a, uh, I saw a tweet. The The Chiefs Twitter tweeted like, we won the coin toss. And then the next tweet was like the final score, which is really funny. Yeah. But yeah. I, it's also just, it's crazy to think about that. They didn't, did they score it all in the second half? Uh, yeah, because they had a field goal I, on the final they, drive. Yeah, so they had a field goal on the final drive, and they were, and teams were expecting them to, like, everyone is expecting them to just win right there, like, touchdown first play, even though they haven't scored a touchdown in over 30 minutes of playing. Yeah, exactly. They were playing and also, bad, like, bad football. Um, That last play going into the half was really crucial because even if the Chiefs came away with a field goal, they would have won the game, basically, looking back in hindsight, because that extends the lead even more. Um, and of course, Mahomes throws it to Hill and he gets tackled like two yards behind the line. Um, so that's a huge turning point. And then from then on, the Chiefs just can't get anything going. Yeah, so I this is a very random question, but do you think that that was the right choice in the moment? In the moment? Yeah, you know what? Right I think point? it was probably. Um, you know, if so, doing some math here, it would be, 28 to uh, what was the score at halftime? I think it was three. 21 uh, to three, no, no, right. No, no, so no, then, no. They, no, they scored a touchdown. It was 23 to 10, 28 to 10, I think. No, no, 21 to 10. 21 to 10, yeah. Right. So then uh, 20, uh, 24 to 10 versus 21 to 10. That's interesting, actually. So maybe they should have, well, no, because it doesn't really make a difference, right? It's still. Are you sure it was any? I think the point is that you're such an aggressive offense. They were so, so hot at that point. Andy Reid and the rest of the team would have no doubt that they could score there. And you just want to keep the momentum rolling. I just think that at that point in time, it looked like that there was no reason to stop since they had scored literally on their other three drives, right? Or at least at some point, yeah. I know their opening three drives were touchdowns. So there was no reason for the Chiefs at that time to just stop the scoring. Um, it made sense for them. So yeah, it just like came up short, and that's what that's what it is. Yeah, and I, I agree with you. I think that was the right decision. You're riding so much momentum, as I talk about so often, that that was such a crucial play, such a big play. But also, it's not necessarily a fifty-fifty play. It's a good play. What do you mean by that? I mean that it might not have been the play that they wanted, but. It was the right decision because you have so much momentum going your way. It feels like there's more than a 50% chance that you convert that play. So I think if you look at it like numerically, that it's more likely that they 
it's more likely to be a touchdown than not. And they were more likely to gain more and have a higher winning percentage. Right, exactly, exactly. Um, it was the right call in the time. It's just, I guess, the second half is what you look at. And then this brings a question of the Mahomes narrative. Like, I know I heard you talking about it earlier, Oren. Is this something that you really believe that Mahomes should have the narrative of a choker? Because I think that that's just ridiculous. The guy has made four uh, AFC championships, and it's just, just wait a little bit. Like we talked about on the podcast already. Um, it took, you know, Peyton Manning had this thing going on about him for a while. Like, it takes great players some time. Michael Jordan took him, like, seven years. It takes great players some time, often, to establish themselves um, and win rings. So the fact that Patrick Mahomes has already done this much this early in his career, of course, it's better if he had won, but it's not like the choker narrative is going to be out there, but I just, I don't, I don't buy it at all. I don't. I don't know if I agree 100% in the like the narrative that he's a choker, but I also think that the narrative that he's clutch shouldn't be presented either. I think that he's neither at this point. And the narrative, like I said, people think of him as such a clutch quarterback, the quarterback who's going to win overtime and win and score a touchdown because that's just the player he is. I don't think that that's truly who he is. I think that there are anomalies to it, but like I said, he's nor clutch. He's not clutch, nor is he. Nor is he some. I'm trying to pull something up to. Uh, I'm trying to pull something up to disprove you because I saw some post about uh, all the games that Patrick Mahomes ended up winning, like where he was clutch. I know you said that there were some anomalies, but this was like so many anomalies. But I probably won't be able to find it. Um, anyway, I think that's wrong. I think Patrick Mahomes does generally end up coming back and winning games, just like he did in the Super Bowl itself. Um, so that's not very fair to say, but. Yeah, let's talk about the Bengals, though. I don't know why. We're only talking about the Chiefs choking here. Let's just say, wow, 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 wow. I'd say most of America, just what a Super Bowl. What a Super Bowl, first of all. Probably should have said this at the start of the podcast. Just one of the best Super Bowl matchups, just in terms of being fun, in terms of being fresh, in terms of being, you know, I'm super happy no matter which team wins. It's either either Joe Burrow, which, like, you got to love the Bengals and that whole offense and that whole story because no one really expected them to win. Uh, versus the Rams, who put all their chips on the table. They've got Sean McVay, which you gotta love. Matthew Stafford, like just what a great Super Bowl, you know? Yeah, a hundred percent. And it also, I know, like we talk about like narratives for the NFL. Like this really goes to show that no team is out of it. The Bengals were thought of as a horrible franchise team that was run by cheap owners. Is now in the Super Bowl with. A quarterback that's looking like the future of the NFL with a wide receiver, a wide receiver quarterback tandem that's looking like Well, I don't know if it says no one's out of it as much as it just says, wow, Joe Burrow, you know? It's no, just the exception, 100%. not the rule, for sure. Give, give, give your hat, tip your hat to Joe Burrow. But it also makes NFL More than tip Bears your hat, beat, but yeah. Yeah, the Bears beat the Bengals, right? This is, a, this is a team that got hot at the right time, that kept it going. I think and, I think you're short selling the Bengals a little bit. I think that they were a very very good team, but they did the get hot at the right time. That's true. That is true. The, the, if you unless you're a 14 and two, 15 and one team, the only way you're making the Super Bowl is if you get hot at the right time. That's you know what? I think I think the Bengals are going to have Super Bowl hangover next year. We'll go to, into our Super Bowl picks. Um, I'm I'm going to pick the Rams probably, and then I say the Bengals have Super Bowl hangover next year just because looking at that division. Um, I, I, I've said it before on this podcast. I'm going to say it again. I think the Ravens are going to be very good. They're probably going to win the division. I guess Browns and Steelers, now that I think about it, um, 
don't not, look too scary. not super solid. Yeah, but still, I think that they're going to face some more uh, struggles going into next season. Um, because they had a lot of momentum now, but still, just roster wise, they're not like a, an elite roster in the NFL. The Bengals. So yeah. I am very curious. Though I mean, they've been it's doubted forever. Super- I'd love to see Joe Burrow keep proving us wrong. Yeah, and Super Bowl hangover isn't necessarily about the teams you play. It's about you think that you're so much better than you are that you decline. But that's right. I'd say normally it's like a it's a weird phenomenon. Normally it's like unexplainable almost. But I in this case I'm trying to predict it just because I see that like this might not be sustainable. But I'm not trying to rain on uh, rain on the Bengals parade at all. Like I love the Bengals. I'm all in on them. Super fun. Wow, like Joe, some of those plays he was making, oh my god, both the quarterbacks. At the start of the game, I was seeing uh, Joe Burrow just getting pressured after pressure after pressure, and in the first few drives, he was really doing all he could. He was making great throws, and it was like, it would be like in the perfect spot where the wide receiver could catch it, uh, like a hard ball to catch, certainly, but it was the best play that Joe Burrow could make, and it would get dropped, and it just because there was so much pressure coming into um, Joe Burrow's face, and that at the start of the game, I thought that that was going to be the story for the whole game. It's going to be, you know, Joe Burrow played super well, but he just had so much pressure, he couldn't control it. And then looking at Patrick Mahomes, all of a sudden, Kansas or Cincinnati just started to pressure him. It kind of flipped, I'd say, in terms of the pressure. Um, I don't know, yeah, man. But I'm I also super impressed to, by the plays. Yeah. I also want to give credit to Kansas City's defense. Every single play that, that Burrow made, Every single play looked like he was struggling to make, not because he was bad, but because the defense was playing so well that every single play was it wasn't handed to him. He had to work for the that's every true. single that's, competition. That's why I was impressive yard. on both sides. Yeah, because you saw him running around doing great things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so just some phenomenal yeah, players uh, in that game. Want to move on to Rams yeah. versus Niners? Yeah. Oh, let me know your thoughts. I'm pretty sure I picked the Chiefs and. Rams and you pick the Niners and Bengals, so we, we we went split on that one, right? I don't remember, but I think the Super Bowl pick is gonna be a bit more memorable. Exactly, true, true, true. So, okay, so time to talk about Rams versus Niners. Like I said, I picked the Rams. I knew it all along. <laughs> the The Niners did play them tough. Um, you were seeing a lot of the traits that people were talking about who picked the Niners in the game, I'd say. Just that they knew how to figure out Sean McVay. That defense is for real. Um, I guess the Niners really did what they were best at in that game. I'd say the Niners honestly controlled that game. Yeah. The Rams pulled it because the Rams are typically just a high-flying offense. But the Rams like- pulled away because they're a better team. They're also an elite defense. And they got the job like, done, like, which is exciting. Like I was talking about for the Bengals, I know it's a bit unrelated, but they got hot at the right time. Not the Rams for the, the season, but at the right time in the game. They got hot right, right at the end of the game. And at that point, that's the most that's the most important and most beneficial time to Of course, yeah, of course. Playing good football. So they that they have that to their advantage. But also, would would you really want the Bengals 49ers Super Bowl that just doesn't seem exciting to me I agree I totally agree I was once the Bengals won I mean either way I was rooting for the Rams I think they're more fun to be honest but Chiefs 49ers would certainly be very interesting because of a rematch so once the Bengals won I was just all out rooting for the Rams you know it's like one of the best matchups possible versus one of the worst in my opinion either way just great all around but Super yeah, exciting and watching for the Super Bowl. that game, 
yeah. Um, watching that game, I, I didn't think that any team truly deserved to, like, to, to win or to lose. I thought each team played fine football, but I, I was watching, like. You're going in and out here a little bit, so I'm just here. Wait, let me just talk. Um, I know what you mean by that. Like, watching it, you maybe you weren't thinking, you might not have been thinking in the back of your head, like, oh, the winner, this is going to go to the Super Bowl. It just didn't have that. I don't know, but it was still a very, very good game. Um, no, here, try to talk games. now. We're not, yeah, great games, but when I watched both those games, I didn't see any of these teams as, wow, these are, un, these are Super Bowl-caliber teams. And, like, for example, the Rams, the Rams won, and hats off to them, they won. They're a good football team. But, I mean, I don't really know if I'm going to crown them as a Super Bowl-caliber team based on the way they played. Yeah, I, I do. I do know what you mean. But in Sean McVay, we trust, I guess. Um, they haven't won a Super Bowl yet, have they? The Rams. We're under Sean McVay? Mm-hmm. No, they haven't. They made one Super Bowl, and they lost right. to the they put Right. They put all their chips on the table for this game. That's why we're super excited. Okay. Let's talk about this Super Bowl itself now. Bengals versus Rams. Go. Give me a rundown. What are your thoughts? I've heard some very interesting perspectives that the Bengals are a fourth quarter team and the Rams are a yep. second half team. And the Rams are known as a team that if they're leading going to the second half, they win. So, right. I heard that exact same perspective. I was going to bring it up too. Yeah, that's a very interesting idea. Also, paper-wise, obviously the Rams are better. The Rams are on paper. The best, not the second best team in the NFL. I think it goes Rams and Buccaneers are the two best teams on paper. Yeah, I'd say especially once going into the playoffs because the Buccaneers didn't have um, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. The Rams were the most talented team in the NFL, just talking roster-wise. That's what I was saying. If they if the Rams put it all together, then they had Super Bowl potential more than some of those other teams who might have been even ranked higher. Yeah, 100%. And obviously on paper it looks like the Rams are going to win, but I think that's far from it also because it's Joe Burrow, right? You've seen him and how he plays. He comes mm-hmm, back. Mm-hmm. He... Everything changes in the Super Bowl. No stats, no nothing can really capture the essence of what's going to happen in a Super Bowl. I mean, you look just a few years ago, you had Nick Foles versus Tom Brady, but Nick Foles had all the momentum in the world. And what do you know? The Eagles come up with a win. So really all yeah. these stats, everything – it's all different for the Super Bowl. Anything can happen, especially this year when we've had two teams who haven't been in the Super Bowl or haven't won a Super Bowl in a while. It's just so unpredictable. That's what makes it enticing. You don't really know. Yeah, and the real unknown is how Joe Burrow is going to play and how they're going to scheme for him. I think that if the Bengals, I mean, if the Rams are able to scheme well for Joe Burrow like Joe, like they were against Kansas City, I think the 49ers are going to, not the 49ers, sorry, the Rams are going to maybe even kill the Bengals. because Yeah, the, it could be a blowout. It could be a blowout. If, um, but I'll say Joe Burrow has looked very composed. Both the quarterbacks really have looked composed um, during this postseason. I mean, you saw Kansas City was beating him up, but Joe Burrow was sitting on the sideline. He looked cool. He had the same expression when they were on the mounting a comeback than when they were getting killed. I mean, he's just got that focused look. Honestly, reminds me of Justin Fields. They got the same thing. Um, So he's locked in. I've seen enough of Joe Burrow to believe that he'll be able to stick around even 
yeah. uh, with this Rams team, and he won't, you know, he'll keep putting up a fight. Is my yeah. point, even yeah. though the Rams do have the better defense. Yeah, I think that the Rams have way better team all around, and I don't see the Bengals slowing down the Rams offense. I think that the Chiefs are a way more sporadic team. They score a bunch. It, it just happens, right? But the Rams seem like a lot more consistent of a team. And I don't see the Bengals slowing down the Rams. The only scenario I see for the Bengals winning is if Joe Burrow is able to run through that Rams defense. And it's a possibility. I think it's unlikely. But that's if Joe Burrow is able to play well, I think the Bengals win. If he has an average game or anything below average, yeah. If Bengals- let me tell you, this shouldn't be surprising, but if the Bengals win, those highlights are going to be insane from the Bengals' perspective. It's not going to be one of those just marching down the field methodical. You already know that because that's that's not who Joe Burrow or this offense is. But especially playing against the Rams, they're going to get – Joe Burrow is going to get attacked all the time. So if he's going to be succeeding in this game, it's going to be because he's scrambling, making some of the incredible plays that we saw last week. So that's kind of the method to success, just Joe Burrow becoming absolutely unstoppable. And you know what? We've seen enough of him so far that that's completely not out of the question considering who he just beat. Yeah, I mean, he did just beat Patrick Mahomes, but also, honestly, I think the Rams are a lot harder competition just because I think the Rams match. That's true, but you do have to take into account Chiefs have a much better offense, so he might have to do less. You know, Even if he's less successful against the Rams, he has to be. He doesn't have to be as successful. Yeah, I think. I think I agree that the Chiefs have a better offense, but I think the better way to describe the offense is more sporadic. It's more. They go on huge runs and then they lose right. all their momentum. So, well, my point is the Chiefs could get to a bigger lead. I would say just the Chiefs could make a bigger deficit than the Bengals. Yeah. You know, versus even if McVay's offense might be more methodical, but we'll uh-huh. see. But I do like the Rams right now. I do like Sean McVay. That would be great for Matthew Stafford, the whole team, really. Odo Beckham Jr., wonderful. Um, the thing that they have, Robert Woods, too. And just this team, wow, like an abundance of weapons, really. Yeah, they have a lot, a lot of weapons. They might even get, who knows, they might get healthier next year. They might be able to have three receivers if they re-sign Odo Be- o- OBJ. Yeah, we'll see about that, though. Um, I guess that'll be the talk if they actually win, so we'll save that one. Yeah. Okay. Give me your picks. It's about time. It is about time. I think I'm going to pick the Rams. I think the Rams are just the better team on paper. And I'm far from ruling out the Bengals. And I think the Bengals do stand a very solid chance. But I think the only chance the Bengals have have is if Joe Burrow plays unbelievable. And to be honest, I I can't remember that many rookie, not rookie, young first-time quarterback going into the Super Bowl that played unbelievable against a good defense. Oh, yeah. No Uh, quarterback has ever won the Heisman, the college football championship, and the Super Bowl. And Joe Burrow has a chance to do it in three years. Think about that. Think about that. That is ridiculous. Yeah. Just crazy, man. It's also Um, crazy because people going into the draft, obviously, it was going 1-1. There was no debate about it. But... He, he didn't have, like, the athletic abilities like Trevor Lawrence does. Like, I don't think he can throw a ball as far as Trevor Lawrence does. Have I don't think speed. you're right. No, you're wrong. You're not You're not right about that one. Nah. I mean, he was a worse yes. prospect. He was a worse prospect than Trevor Lawrence, but you're not. He was also, like, one of the greatest. Still, like, an incredible prospect. He ran a lot in college. 
Um, a hundred percent. I'm saying I'm. My, You're just I'm not sure he was worse than Trevor Lawrence, but as a prospect, I'm not saying but. he was a worse. I'm not. I'm not saying he was a worse prospect than Trevor Lawrence. I'm saying physically, he doesn't have the same tools that Trevor Lawrence has. And he no, makes I mean, up I think he he ran a lot. He ran a lot in college. He ran a lot in college. He started running less because of his leg injury. But he ran a lot in college. I mean, it's also because of injury, but not even running. It's also arm. His arm is not as good as Trevor Lawrence. Okay, sure, 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 sure. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going with the Rams too. Pretty much for the reasons you said. I got to go with a better team now. But, of course, we could see the Bengals doing it. And I, w- I would love the Bengals to prove me wrong. Please do. Because if that happens, I know it's going to be a great Super Bowl. I'm just super, super, super excited for this Super Bowl. As an NFL fan, just happy to see a, a new change. And what a great way to end off this wild playoffs. Yeah. Okay. Um, anything else to say about the Super Bowl? Or can we move on to just a bit of Bears talk? Um, no, I think it'll be a good game. Yes, sir. Okay, Chicago Bears. Since we've last spoke... We have a head coach and an offensive coordinator. So, and did we speak about the general manager last time? Uh, ooh, I'm pretty sure we did talk about polls. Really? Okay. Well, I, I might be wrong. Anyway, uh, in case we didn't talk about him, Brian Poles, to general manager, as you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I think I really I like Eberflus. He's far from a sexy hire. You kind of know what you're going to get. He's a defensive coach, stable, all that. But, I mean, I kind of like it. I would I would have loved an offensive coach, and that would be great. But if you're able to get the defensive side of this team down, mm-hmm. that's looking really, really, really scary. He was able to – if you look at the Colts' defense, they have good defenses, but they don't have insane pass rushers. Imagine having Ro- um, Roquan Smith with Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn, right? Mm-hmm. I think he's inheriting a better defense on paper than he had last year and the years before, and he turned those defenses into top 10 defenses four straight years, right? He's mm-hmm. going to build his defense based on how he wants it to look, and I think he could bring, he could have a pretty solid defense. Offensively, they're going to start building this team through the offensive line. The Bears' assistant general manager and general manager are both offensive linemen, former offensive linemen. They know what they want in an offensive lineman, and that's where the team's going to start. They're going to build a strong offensive line to protect fields, and they're going to bring some weapons in to help him out, but that's mm-hmm. what the direction mm-hmm. this team's going to look like. Yeah, you are the guru when it comes to this stuff, so I'll leave it mostly at that. I would just say, as a Bears fan, I'm excited. Um, I agree. I think... Not a sexy hire, but if you look at the market, there wasn't that much of like an offensive coach anyway. Um, I think he's a solid guy. He's got like people seem to like it, so that's good. And it's just always exciting to have something new because obviously I knew that Nagy and Pace regime wasn't getting us anywhere. And even if it doesn't work out, you know, it's 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 fun to have that potential, to have that thought at least going into this offseason because really with such a whole a whole new operation going on, anything can happen and I can have some hope. So yeah, and also I, I'm very, very excited for what Fields can do. I think that his jump this year could really be unbelievable. When you we both watched him play, every mm-hmm. Bears fan sees him and knows that he has unlimited potential. When unlimited you watch him, yeah. there there are some throws that you watch and you say that is Patrick Mahomes. Like legitimately mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm, some mm-hmm. throws 
Like, there's one against the Steelers where he threw it, I think, to Jimmy Graham for 30 yards. I mean, that window was an inch. He had an inch to throw it. <laughs> yeah. And he, yeah, yeah, he yeah. completed it. Like, there's some throws you say, wow, that is unbelievable. Getting, he did, last year, he was not great. Let's get it straight. He was not a great quarterback, but he was, his coach was naggy. He was a rookie with a bad offensive line, no help, nothing. And he still produced what he produced. Yeah. So nothing yeah, yeah, crazy, yeah. but. I'm excited. I like the new offensive coordinator. I think he'll be able to get a good amount out of him. But I think that the Bears, obviously you don't know much about this offensive coordinator because who knows how much he really helped Rodgers. I'm hearing reports that he was like a big part of the of what the Packers did and Rodgers was really like working with him. But they have LaFleur, Hackett, and him, right? They had mm-hmm. three offensive minds. Who knows who contributed the most, right? Right. Who did what, this and that. So – Obviously, you don't need him. You don't only need him. You need a good quarterbacks coach, which I think they're going to get Joe Brady, who was the the Panthers' offensive coordinator before. He didn't work out as offensive coordinator for the Panthers, but he was, I think, the offensive, like the quarterbacks coach for the for LSU when um, with Joe Burrow. Which I mean, uh-huh. Uh-huh. That, if that's, that's great, yeah. Anything, then yeah, so I'm excited. I think Fields' jump can be huge. One interesting thing is that since Tom Brady's leaving. Chris Godwin and I think it's Ryan Jensen, the offensive guard, are both going to be free agents. And I understand if they wanted to re-sign him with Tom Brady, but at this point, who are they going to? I can't see them re-signing both of them at this point. Both of those are big contenders to go to the Bears. I would love. Chris oh yeah, Godwin. Tom Brady retired. We didn't even talk about that. Um, yeah. Crazy, legend retiring. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm excited. I think we can build this team up. And yeah. Lots of excitement going on in the Bears and NFL world. We might have another podcast before the Super Bowl. We'll see. If not, um, let's see if our picks are right. Bear down and goodbye. Bear down.